1: It's time for Michelle's patriotic soapbox, but first, promos
0: for Did you know
1: Promos for a Purpose helps you stand out from your competition and stay top of mind by promoting your purpose made easy. It's our everything done for you purpose-driven business partnership and marketing experience which provides small business owners, entrepreneurs, service providers, and corporations with ways to support charitable causes and promote their brands at the same time. Promos for a Purpose gives your brand something to believe in and makes it easier than ever to join this new purpose-driven model and movement which is transforming how businesses' operate market and serve customers clients and the community just click the promos for a purpose tab on our website everythinghomeresourceplatform.com to get all the information we'd love for you to become a part of our community as a purpose-driven business so we can help you grow and share why you are the best at what you do it's time your story is heard I'll tell you about our marketplace this is a really really an amazing concept it is community powered philanthropy we've partnered with 57 different well-known websites and brands so that what we're doing is when you go to buy any of the products or services because you're going to recognize most of the names and it's all different categories once you go do that and you make sure you go through our marketplace there's a marketplace tab on our website everything click the marketplace tab so go there before you buy anything check out what's available and what companies are participating. Two to 20% of your total purchase is then donated to our nonprofit partners. We are supporting veterans, animals, children, and freedom. We added the freedom because of what's going on on the planet, and now we needed to participate. That's Pets, Kids, and Freedom. Two to 20%. So go over there. You're never going to pay more than if you went to the websites directly. Usually you're going to get a discount that you don't get if you go to the website directly. And then funds are going to be generated donated from the companies to our nonprofit partners. So we can make a difference. You can make a difference by just being conscious of your choices and buying decisions. No extra money goes out. Even if you are making donations to groups, still so go over there. Let's get, some, let's get some nice big checks written to these organizations so we can make a difference in the communities all over the country. And don't forget my pillow, MyPillow.com, and Mike Lindell are our newest partners. And if you use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, they're listed on the site, but you can go to their website directly, MyPillow.com. Use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, you'll get up to 66% of a discount and they sell more than just pillows. They've got the Giza sheets. They've got blankets. They've got a whole bed set. They've got slippers. They've got towels, which are great here in Arizona because they're light in the summer when it's 140 degrees. They donate 20%, 20% to the nonprofits. Can you imagine? We sold like a 1,000 pillows or a 1,000 items. There's 110 different items to choose from on there. What a difference that would make in the lives of so many people, you know, especially the ones that served this country. How great is that? One of our other new partners that I should mention is I Love My Freedom. They've got all kinds of patriotic gear, hats, mugs, shirts, flags, you name it. And they're donating 15%. You got to get ready for the 4th of July. You need some swag. You need some gear. Go check them out. A lot of the times they have products where you just pay the shipping and handling. They do some great deals. And uh, there's a couple other patriotic partners on there. You can get literally anything that you want, including all different kinds of flags and signs and decor, memorabilia. It is loaded with everything that you need to show your pride and fighting for freedom and get some cool stuff. Don't forget, 4th of July is coming right around the corner. Go check out the marketplace, everythinghomeresourceplatform.com. Click the marketplace tab. Now let's get this soapbox started. Dr. Larry Pilevsky, Thank you so much for being our special guest today on the Everything Home Talk Show. How are you today?
2: I'm well, Michelle. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: I appreciate it so much. I know you're a very busy, active, very active pediatrician in New York, so your time is very valuable, and, and I appreciate you coming on. But the reason why I wanted to have you is because I had seen an interview that you had done a couple months ago, the it was the Canadian Vaccine or Canadian Anti-Vaccine Network, uh, and it was so different, and that's just the only word I could come up with, different than everyone else's message when it came to the coronavirus and the way you analyzed it, uh, That that I thought it was something that was perfect for our audience and for our platform and for more people to know about it. So before we go into the interview, I just want you to kind of give a little bit about your background and who you are. And if there's anything personal that you want to share about how you started focusing on the coronavirus and, and the vaccines, and then we'll kind of take it from there because there's so much misinformation and there's a lot of information that people need to know because this is affecting the entire planet at this point, and um, we just, we need the truth
2: to be, to be told. Great. Well, thank you for that introduction. Um, Well, I was born and raised in New York, and um, I attended Vassar College in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, and NYU School of Medicine, and then did a three-year pediatric residency at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York, and uh, then a one-year fellowship at NYU Bellevue Hospital in the Department of Pediatrics, In their outpatient department and so um, most of my first i would say since third year medical school my first 15 years of medicine i was engaged in um, intensive care pediatric medicine er emergency room pediatrics um, inpatient pediatrics delivery room pediatrics neonatal intensive care Uh, i I took care of well newborns, I took care of sick newborns, and I had an outpatient clinic. And um, in those 15 years of clinical medicine, um, I got a lot of experience taking care of some pretty, pretty sick kids. But I noticed along the way that there was something missing in my education. I I was given a lot of tools to be able to help people, but I wasn't given the tools to understand how they got to the... Illnesses or how they got to their symptoms in the first place, and whether I could intervene or suggest anything that would offer them another opportunity to not get sick all the time and so I started talking to and meeting all these people in other professions in the healing arts, in Chinese medicine and homeopathy, in chiropractic in naturopathy um, in osteopathy. Uh, Ayurvedic medicine and instead of just you know oh well that's not Western medicine I I don't care about what you have to say I was actually interested because it was different than what I understood and I wanted to know more and so I started to realize that um, I could get a lot of answers uh, uh, from these uh, practitioners and from these fields of medicine and um, I could apply them into my clinical practice But I started to see that um, a lot of the things that I was practicing weren't consistent with what I was told I was going to see. And so I started asking questions. And I was always a kid. I was a young teenager. I was a a medical college student, medical student uh, in my residency. I always asked questions because I just didn't take what I was given at face value. And sometimes to my detriment, but (laughs) For the most part, I was curious, and I wanted to know more, and I wanted to have a deeper understanding than some authority telling me uh, what was true. And, you know, from a personal perspective, I've never trusted authority, and I've had reasons not to trust authority. And I've had to develop my own inner authority and my own inner voice in order to keep myself safe because authority from the outside was never, you know, someone or something that I thought – you know, had my best interests at heart. And so that was obviously a detriment to my happiness, but it was also a real gift to my ability to think things through and search and try to understand things on a deeper level. And so as I kept asking questions, I kept coming up with things that were contrary to what medical school and residency told me were going to be true. And I wasn't, going to just brush it aside and say, well, it doesn't fit. So I'm not going to look at it. I looked at it. So I looked at nutrition. I looked at um, vaccines. I looked at n- overuse of antibiotics. I looked at overuse of medications. I looked at all these things that said, whoa, but there's something more to learn here. My colleagues in Western medicine weren't, weren't interested. And when I finally went into practice and I've been pretty much in a holistic integrative practice for the little over 20 years, um, I would see kids in my practice who were consulting me from other pediatricians' practices who I knew, and the kids would get better. And because of the suggestions I made, because of the treatments I gave, and, and again, non-pharmaceutical treatments and uh, nutritional treatments, and the uh, parents would go back to the pediatricians and say, you know, we no longer have this condition or we're better. And the pediatricians would say, I don't want to know. I don't want to know why. I'm glad you're better, but I don't really want to know what Dr. Palevsky did. I thought, wow, that's really interesting. There's, there's a dogmatic, you know, approach that they have that I was taught to have that started to unwind as I started to ask more questions and say, I don't know what I don't know. Let me find out more. And the big issue was the vaccines. And, you know, 1998, here we are in 2020, 1998, a a mother came up to me and said, Dr. Larry, did you know there's mercury in vaccines? And, you know, mind you, Michelle, I started medical school in 1983. So this is 15 years after I started medical school and I didn't know it. And so instead of saying, ah, don't worry about it, It is nothing to worry about, It's minimal in there. It's not going to hurt you. I decided to investigate it. And not only did I investigate it, but I wanted to know what else was in vaccines. Mm -hmm. And so it just created this inquiry. And the more I inquired, the more I kept finding things that were not consistent with what the narrative was that I was supposed to tell. And I took an oath of first to no harm. And I was also brought up with a very, very strong moral and ethical code. So I couldn't lie. And I had to face the truth, even if it was something I didn't like. And what I started to see was as I started to raise the questions, I was being, you know, countered by colleagues in medicine who said, no, you shouldn't ask. That's not relevant. Right. And so I thought, well, I can either stay with you guys here in a field of medicine where you're not going to question, you're just going to keep the narrative that makes you comfortable, where science really doesn't grow and truth doesn't really come out, or I'm going to step into an area of the world where I haven't had much experience, but I'm going to you know, dive into it and say, well, I need to know more. And so that's when I went into a holistic integrative practice. And I've been able to practice pediatric medicine for over 20 years without using much in the way of pharmaceutical medicine. Oh, that's and, wonderful
1: to hear! That that is absolutely amazing that you have done that. You know, people need proof of concept, right? Otherwise, they, right? Yeah, you know, they they uh, they they doubt and and then they won't pursue things. But before you get to the next point, what I want to ask before I forget your colleagues that didn't want to know why your method was working compared to what they learned. And they just, they didn't want to understand why that, why that helped people. That just kind of blows my mind that somebody wouldn't want to know why it worked. If it was helping somebody, regardless if it was in the health industry or in in a business. So if you had something that worked, why would they not want to know? Is it because they really don't care and they just want to go through the motions or where's there a different agenda for them? Because you would think that doctors would want to do anything to help patients, especially if it was better for them.
2: Well, that's a nice idealistic viewpoint and I agree with you, but the reality came to me um, that um, It was out of their scope of time, concern, understanding. And, you know, the ideology of Western medicine is very, very strong. And so medical doctors, at least the way I was taught and the way I've seen doctors taught since, is I'm the doctor I know. And if there's something that I need to know, Western medicine will teach it to me. Otherwise, there is no information that I could, act, I could in any way um, utilize because I already know what I need to know. And there's very little concept in the Western medical teaching and the ideology to, for many of the doctors to say, I don't know what I don't know. And so that's the that's
1: dangerous because the average person is putting so much confidence and respect in putting doctors that they go to on a pedestal, and whatever they say is golden, and that must be the way. And that's that's kind of why I'm bringing this up early on in this interview because I want people to realize that just because the doctor says it is so isn't necessarily so there's a lot of doctors just like you're giving examples that you know have the blinders on and they go off of something that maybe you know is many many years old and they don't they're not looking at alternative things or new or updated information so you know it's almost like buyer beware when you're going to your doctor you have to make sure that that doctor is a, is well versed on things that are more up to date or modern or, uh, you know, alternative, not uh, because it's, it's, it's your health. And just because one doctor says it's so it's like, you know, you can watch television now, you know, click on the mainstream media. You can have four different doctors, completely four different opinions and drastically right. different, but they're all doctors and you're going, wait a minute, guys, it it should be one or the other. It there, right. they should not have all different opinions here. So, I just want people to just understand that because the doctor says it's so doesn't necessarily mean it's correct, and trying to start questioning the doctor and doing a little bit more investigative work to find out what he does or what how he practices or what his thought process is because it is so important now where there is. Drastic differences between the ideology of doctors, their methods and how they practice, the results they get and the things that they are telling you to take for all different kinds of things, not just the, you know, the coronavirus. And we as human beings, consumers need to have a different approach when it comes to that. They're they're not all knowing beings. uh, And that's important. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah.
2: You've alluded to a lot of things. Um, I'm going to try and pick some of them apart because there was a lot of meaty stuff in what you just said. But one, I just want to say that there are many, 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 many doctors who did question. And so they became acupuncturists as well as medical doctors. They became homeopaths as well as medical doctors. Uh, They started studying functional medicine instead of just Western medicine. So there are a number of doctors who have branched out But the majority of doctors are still based in a pharmaceutical model where, you know, you have a symptom, we're going to get rid of it, rather than let's try and understand what's at the root cause or what's contributing to this so that we can change the patterns or change the course of your life. So you could become more aware of how to prevent this going further. Whether it's in your emotional body, whether it's in your nutritional body, whether it's in your physical environment, whether it's the air quality, whether it's your relationships, um, all the, the things that are in your life that could help contribute to the onset of symptoms and change them or modify them or become aware of them so that you can make a concerted um, effort and a decision in your life to make your own life better. Um, the medical system is pretty much a subservient system. I say, therefore, you do. Uh, the the entire world is built on a very paternalistic uh, system, one in which you know the authoritarian is ruling, and the the subservients are saying yes, master, whatever you say. And I think one of the reasons we are here where we are in 2020 is because the paternalistic, authoritarian, I'm the ruler, if you don't follow me, I'm going to blank, is dying. And the, the uh, ability for people to withstand just a paternalistic system is, is, is going away. And so we're, we're at a place where we're needing the human consciousness to wake up and ask questions and delve into uh, greater depths of thinking and consciousness and awareness of what's going on around us. Because we have given up our authority, mm-hmm. our inner authority. We have given up to um, what many have described and what the Bible describes as false prophets, false gods, and, and you know, worshipping false idols. And we we don't think to question anything anymore. And when we have questioned, I mean, the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of parents who went into the doctor and questioned the safety of vaccines and were told, don't worry, I'm the doctor, I know. And then their kids get the shots and the kids either died or got maimed. And the doctor said, no, it had nothing to do with that. And, you know, you're the parent. You're saying, wait a second, nothing else intervened in my child and now my child stopped talking or my child died in the crib or my child is banging his head against the wall. Never happened before. And the, do- the authoritarian is saying, oh, I would never do anything like that. And the, the public who went to the doctor thinking, no, they would never do anything to harm us is now realizing, well, yeah, they are doing something to harm us and they won't even listen to the fact that they're doing something to harm us. And so, well, we're don't, at
1: forget, this... well don't forget the PR campaign and messaging against the people who were against the vaccine was almost like they were—they uh, uh, <laughs> should be banished from the earth for saying anything and questioning the uh, uh, efficacy of of the vaccines. I mean, they, those people were—I mean—just slandered left and right um, for years because they questioned whether we should, they should be taking them and they didn't want to. And then all of a sudden when I think it was a couple of years ago, remember the measles kind of popped up out of nowhere, which was kind of the weirdest thing. You're going, wait, the measles is back. And they're saying, Oh, it was because all of these anti-vaccinator parents didn't get their kids vaccinated. So they're the cause of it. And you're going, well, wow, that's kind of that's kind of a weak argument, but okay, let's go with that. So they're, they're constantly being just beaten up because they are against this big pharma push for these vac- vaccines. Right.
2: So, right. And, 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 and again, I mean, and, let's have a healthy debate. Let's have yeah, a healthy discussion about it.
1: Because they don't want that. It,
2: they don't want no, that. That's, that's why the, the, the authoritarian, you know, tyrannical, uh, paternalistic uh, model is dying. Mm-hmm. because people are starting to say wait a second. I I'm not just going to listen to you because you say so. Right? That you, you there needs to be more accountability here. There needs to be more uh transparency here. We're 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 getting information and experiences that are different from what you're telling us is true. And now you're trying to suppress our experiences and our truths. Wait a second. Something's really wrong here. And unfortunately, we have the majority of the population who's still willing to drink the Kool-Aid. And, you know, all we can do uh, who are having different experiences, who are doing different research, who are finding out different answers, all we can do is continue to um, model the truth, to bring it out as best as possible and, and hope that there are more and more people who are willing to say, wow. I never thought of that. Or that's interesting. See, that curiosity, Michelle, to me, that's the most fascinating thing. The curiosity is lost. It, it's really, they're automatons. And any, it's like a wooden nickel, trying to put a wooden nickel in a slot machine. You're, you're not getting any reaction from the dogma embodied people. Because they, they just can't go there. Because then they'd have to realize that their authority may not be telling them the truth and that they're not taking responsibility for finding out the truth themselves. And so we're in an interesting place, especially around vaccines and especially around the whole thing that's going on with COVID-19. So do you think –
1: how should I say this? Do you think people – I mean, obviously, the only thing that we can do is keep giving them information, right? And at some point, hope that they pay attention. But do you think that they don't want the information because they might have to put in a little effort to do a little homework? And we've just been, we've been so conditioned to be lazy and having no personal responsibility because that's what's been indoctrinated into society for the past number of years and obviously that's dangerous that's very dangerous um but that's what we the mainstream media and the powers that be have created that narrative and that that indoctrination even in the school systems and then it's trickled into you know parents and things like that um do you think that they are going to be able to have an open mind at some point based on your experience where you're seeing, because you've seen all like two different generations of people um, and and the evolution of maybe their thought process. So do you see that as being a potential change where they're going in that direction or is it just that the message needs to be delivered to more people but it's being obviously like we talked about suppressed.
2: Right. So here here's what I've experienced. And again, I, I'm not saying I'm right and I'm not saying I'm wrong, but I am saying just from my experience and years of doing this. When when you have a, an individual or a group of individuals who are so devoted to what they say, what the authorities tell them. Um without critical thought, then you are, you are essentially in what, what seems to me to be a trauma bond because you cannot even consider the possibility that what somebody in authority is telling you might be untrue or might be inaccurate or might be wrong. And so then, then you're in a, you're in a devoteeism, you're a devotee. You're no, no longer an individual. You're now attached to the authority. And in so doing, you've lost any personal autonomy. Now, for whatever fear, whatever trauma bond, whatever your subconscious or shadow work that you're not looking at is operating, you're, you're not going to be able to critically address what the, the, the authority is telling you. Because if you did, at some point, you'd have to realize you weren't being accountable and responsible to yourself. You may have been lied to. What does it mean if you were lied to by an authority? What does it mean if you listen to an authority and someone hurt you? What does it mean if you listen to an authority and you allowed yourself to be hurt And what is it if you listened to an authority and you allowed someone you loved to be hurt? The degree of anger that you would then come to is astronomical. You'd probably be brought to your knees in shame and embarrassment and fury because you you dissolved. You completely dissolved. And all of your information that you knew came from outside of you and you ignored any of your own intuitive power and you ignored any of your own research, experience, intelligence, critical thinking, trial and error, exploration, and curiosity. And all you did was say, I know because they say. And if you want a more concrete example, I'll give you the millions of parents who engaged in that scenario and then either had their children maimed or killed from vaccines. And that's the process they had to go through. They had to internally say, how did I not know? Why did I listen? How is it that, that I trusted this person and I got hurt and my child got hurt? and the fury, and the rage, and the helplessness that you feel. If you're engaged in a trauma bond, that's almost impossible for you to uh, connect to because you haven't done your own inner work about how you've been traumatized in your past, and you're just praying that this authority outside of you would not do to you what other authorities have done to you. It's very, it's very classic uh, child abuse or child trauma scenarios, where kids who are abused or neglected from uh, guardians uh, still want to go back to the guardian in, in in prayer and in hopes that they would never do it again. And so they would ignore even when the guardian was doing it again, just mm-hmm. to please be, you know, with the guardian who loves them. And so, you know, most people have some degree of trauma, neglect, abuse in their system. And so when the authority, I mean, the authorities have been brilliant, Michelle, in their propaganda to, to make us believe that we need to be afraid and they'll take care of us. And, you know, I use the sort of hashtag, they would never do anything to harm us um, line, because that's really what's at the root of this is, no, they would never do anything to harm us. And my answer is, have you not looked in your rearview mirror and read history? Are, Are you that ignorant that you don't think history could repeat itself? And here, right here in our country, in the world today? And it's impossible. It's impossible because the depth of shadow work, the depth of, of inner work that would have to be done is immense. And so it's much easier to just say, no, they would never do anything to harm us because, because they're good. They're good. Why would they do that to us? They would never give us a vaccine that could kill us. They would never give us a vaccine that wasn't safe, even though the manufacturers are completely immune to any <laughs> liability, right? Oh, but that's, that's, that's a separate point. We'll just push that aside. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, we'll just push aside the obvious because we can't engage in the truth because in our systems, we're so tied to trusting the authority and not recognizing the depths to which our shadow were and our our subconscious are operating to derail us from our own intuition and our own ability to critically think through things. And so, you know, when I was in medical school in the 1980s, we we had a saying, medicine changes one death at a time. And it seems to be true because people, even with the COVID-19 injection, and I won't call it a vaccine because it's not a vaccine. It's not been proven to be a vaccine. Where people are just hanging on this 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 savior of, of an injection. I'm sorry.
1: I yeah. said it's like a false hope. It, it, no, it's almost it's, worshiping. It's, it's it's worshiping an idol that you think is going to make everything okay. Correct. Um, that's and, and that's the direction this is all going. Um, correct. You you know your your point that you've just talked about for about five, six minutes is brilliant. And that is, for me, the light bulb just went on as to why people are not listening to the facts, regardless of their own intuition. I mean, they're just blocking it out and you can put it right in front of their face and they still won't believe you. It's, It's it's gotten to that bad, that, that, a majority of the I don't say majority, but let's just use it for the, the sake of this conversation. A majority of the people are, have been conditioned that way. But if you take a step back and you brought, you, you mentioned it in, in, in the message you just delivered, which is, was incredible. The powers that be knew that people would act this way. So, this was all. It's all. It's, it was planned. They, the narrative was planned. It's almost like they they put the the script together and and the actions and the support because they knew that's how the people would react. It's almost like textbook, and we fell in it. We fell into it, and then they kept fueling it, and then after so much time, it just becomes why should I question them? But. I've not heard anyone put it into perspective where it goes back into the reason why I don't want to question the authority is because then I have to deal with, you know, a childhood issue that I have suppressed for years, or I don't want to, you know, deal with having to consider that it might be my fault because I wasn't paying attention rather than just saying, you know what, I've fell into the I, I believe their lines. I, I fell into the narrative. I followed the, what I thought were the rules. And now I see that they're not and let's move on in life. So they right. would rather keep living this almost like living a false life and leaving, living in, in, in a whole ulterior universe than the other people who have woken up to reality. And now it makes sense why people are so stubborn on not seeing the facts right in front of them, whether it's the coronavirus or it's the vaccines or it's blatant election fraud, or or they're just believing things because they've been told to believe it and they're not willing to look at something that is so obvious. And then when yeah. you line when you line up all three of those, you know, this is the year, you know, 2020, we lived, <laughs> lived through it. I, I, I used a, the, the phrase or kind of the analogy of it's the year that we were told to put on our masks, but yet it was the year that all the people for all these years who've really been lying to us took off their masks and showed okay. us who they really were, whether it was the big pharma or it was the politicians uh, or it was the big corporations or the big tech uh, as you call them, what the technocracies, right? Or the, the Technoc- te- te- technocrats? Yeah. Technocrats. They all showed their true colors. And I used this analogy the other day on my show. I said, you know, I I said, you know, God's got to be so frustrated with us as as a whole, as people, saying, I can't make this more obvious to you guys. Like, I actually, in order for you to wake up, I had to I had to get all of you to put on a mask. To actually have something physically on your face to hide things so that when all of the people who unmasked themselves, you actually had something physical to say, well, wait a second. I'm now, uh, you're making me wear the mask, but you're actually showing all of your true colors now. I had to do that because you guys aren't paying attention that I had to physically do that for you to wake up. You must be like, I don't know what else to do. I can't, I can't make it more obvious than that because I've never seen so much come to the surface in all these different categories. I'm 40, well, I just turned 48. So, and I pay attention and I've never seen so much truth coming through all these people who have been lying. Uh, and, and I've seen now, I see their agendas that I I have never seen before all these years. And it makes sense why some people are still not wanting to believe it. When now is the time where everything literally is on the table. So I just wanted to get that out to get people in the mindset to, because of of what you said, put it all together for me. And I want other people to re-listen to that whole section because maybe that light bulb will come on for them. Because it's all out there now. It's, it's, it's like everybody is standing there totally right. naked. And if you can't <laughs> see that, it's like God. It's like, I can't. I'm going to have to give you guys helmets next time. I'm going to put you in all <laughs> kinds of different get ups because the masks just aren't obvious enough. But everything is out. Right. And it's unbelievable to it. me.
2: Yeah, I so appreciated the way you you um, laid that out around the masks and and um, essentially being naked. You know, like how else are we going to get to see this? Um, but I I want to I want to add something to what you said, and because I've been saying this for many many years, and I know it's going to sound harsh, but what I've been saying is the truth is irrelevant, and the reason I've said that for so many years is because, again, it's the wooden nickel in a slot machine. If you are if you are, um, hell-bent on a dogma, if you're hell-bent on information that you think you know because somebody told it to you, but you have not done any of the internal work to identify whether that information is true, it's going to be very difficult for you to hear other information because your your lack of research, your lack of critical thinking, and your lack of intuitive um, connection is going to show. And you're going to show your, your your shame and you're going to show your embarrassment because you walk around with such intelligence that's not even yours. It's based on what an authority gave you. So you're essentially a house of cards. So we're living in a society of of house of cards. And you you try and bring the truth to them, and it's irrelevant because their system can't accept information that differs from the authority's de- delivery of information because then, they, again, they would be exposed for how fraudulent they are for not even doing the work themselves. They're just abiding by what the authority says and bowing down to it and kissing the feet and saying mm-hmm. they would never do anything to harm us. So the truth is, is, is irrelevant the way that I have tried to present the information is through the heart, is through experience. So when a parent says, no, vaccines are not safe, you're going against somebody who says vaccines are safe because they said they are. And so you're, you're essentially using two North poles of two magnets and you're trying to bring them together and that's never going to work. But if a parent says, well, It was my experience that my child was fine and then got a vaccine and died. You're South polling the other person, essentially. You're, You're actually offsetting the mindset with your heart, with your experience, with your gentleness, with your vulnerability by being able to say, well, you know, I know you think that vaccines are safe, but I just want you to know that it wasn't safe for my child. And so you potentially open the door to a conversation for someone to peek in and say, really that happened to you. So it, it allows for the house of cards to become a little bit dislodged, but things don't come crumbling down. And It doesn't mean you're going to be successful, but in my experience, coming at people with facts, coming at people with truth, when all they have is their knowledge based on what an authority told them is unsuccessful most of the time because they can't hear it. It's that wooden nickel in a slot machine. So to me, the truth is irrelevant. Information is irrelevant. What's relevant is, are you curious? Are you sure? You sound really certain. Um, is there no, no uncertainty in anything of what you're saying? The reality is to reach people to see if you can create some doubt, to create some uncertainty in their position. Otherwise, you're just going to do North Pole, North Pole, and you're going to have an, un, you know, an unending fight that's going to go nowhere because the truth is irrelevant. So it doesn't matter if, um, if vaccines are unsafe uh, if you haven't done your own homework to be open to the possibility that they're unsafe you're going to worship the the ground that the that the authorities walk on and it, and, and if you think this covid-19 is going to make you better and you are not curious about all of the corruption that's going into the manufacture of this thing and the ingredients in this thing and the uh the hiding of the studies and the number of people who are dying and being named you're going to worship it and you're going to get it. And the only way you're going to have the knowledge is if you go through the experience of being damaged. And if that's what it takes, that's what it's going to take. And that's what we're going to end up seeing. We're going to have to see a number of people die because they're beholden to the authority because they say, therefore we know. And so you're going to need to see death. You're going to need to see destruction. You're going to need to see people uh, really, really maimed unless there's a, a level of curiosity or, or uncertainty or an ability to doubt in the population.
1: So do you think that the people, a part of the population that is believing and putting all their faith into the authorities rather do you think that it's because they have drifted so far away from believing in God? I mean, obviously they're not believing in themselves. We know that, right? Cause there's issue, there's, you know, whatever issue is there that they're not using their own intuition and looking inside. Do you think it's because they don't, uh, they don't believe in God, they don't worship God, or they've removed that religion and having that as their highest being And they've replaced it with these, like you mentioned, false God and false prophets and worshiping the idols. And now these other authorities have replaced God, replaced religion. And it's end up now that it's a a fight almost between good and evil. And And it's all of these things that are happening in this past year And you would mentioned it when we were talking before and other people have too, it's very biblical and it's actually lining up with many of the, the, the chapters and and verses that are in the Bible. Um, You want to comment on that? Because I think that that maybe will knock some sense in people too, where they, they, or at least maybe have them understand why their family or their friends are acting in a certain way where they're just not seeing it. Because once you get it and you're more, you're finally get that, you become awake and you see it, it's so clear. And, and right. I'm just going to give you a personal sense. You've mentioned experience for me personally. I mean, I've been paying attention and I've been, I mean, I've had, we've had a couple shows and uh, experts on when we were talking about the coronavirus, I've had a lot of amazing guests, the guests the famous names people would know. So I, I'm in, I'm in tune to what's going on and I'm, I watch, which I thought were the right, were the right deliverers of the message but after after the shenanigans with the election and then the constant information coming in where it was just factual and then it constantly being dismissed i said i gotta do a deep dive i literally turned Hmm. off Fox Business News, Fox News turned off the. when I cause I'd have it run in the background all day as I'm working, that Fox Business News on different shows. And then I would watch some of the Fox shows at night thinking that I was getting, you know, the, the right information. Well, then I started listening to podcasts. I started to listen to different uh, online streams and different, uh, I don't know, just use the word loosely, experts. And all of a sudden, what we're talking about right now hit me like a ton of bricks. And I went, I, I didn't put the connection together with all of this being a battle between good and evil. And that mm. was the missing link for me because I knew the facts, right? I knew the facts about what, I, what I've seen and heard about the elections and, I, and, and the coronavirus because I was doing deep dives into that. But the missing link for me was how come not only couldn't people understand it, which you filled that in, today for me, but it was um, the good versus evil and how the mm-hmm. lacking of the God of, of, of believing in God and in and, and Jesus Christ and, and whatever level that you want to take that to was how this is all connected. And that's right. when I was like, oh, my God, this all makes too much sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that it was literally when I went, I. I look at everything different. I haven't turned the television on to watch any of that stuff during the day. I'm listening to other things and it's changed me as a person. Like I'm looking at uh, conversations I have with people are different. And some of the people that, you know, you go through cleansing processes where you're not talking to certain people. And over the past year, I'm sure that's happened even more. So I know there's a lot of people once uh, uh, I started doing a lot of more of these interviews where we're doing deep dives. Some people just didn't agree with it. And again, it's just because they haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, there's some people that I know that I probably won't necessarily, it's not that I don't want to have a conversation with them. We're just on two completely different pages now right. because it's feel like you're finally, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word enlightened, but it's almost like I felt like I just got into a different level of awareness. And that's where I, I want to try to get more people to that point. And that's why I'm doing this, this show with you. Not, I didn't expect it to go in this direction, to be honest with you. I didn't think, I really didn't. I, I was, you know, I was going to, I was con, wanted to really just, you know, kind of talk about some of the facts to get, because I'm a, I'm a fact person. I'm you know, very mm-hmm. emotional and I use my intuition, but at, at the end of the day, there's a lot of facts. I love the facts. So I wanted to go through, you know, the facts so people would understand that. But the way, the direction that you took it literally filled in the missing puzzle pieces for me. And then I'm going to let you take the take take it from there. But I want to read this quote that you had, that I wrote down that I, I don't mind. <laughs> now that I got you on the air, I hope you don't mind if I start using it. But here it is. It's people won't learn if you try to convince them, persuade them, or coerce them, but will, if you emulate what you're trying to share, share from the heart and share your experience. Yeah. And that was, when, when you said that during the interview I watched, I said, I got to talk to this guy. (laughs) So if you don't mind, I'm going to start using that.
2: Um, Mom, my pleasure.
1: And, uh, I kind of just went on a, a little bit of a tangent there, but I thought it was appropriate. So take take it from there as to you want to comment on it, you want to elaborate.
2: But, yeah, uh, I do. It, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think you're, you're bringing the conversation to the root. Um, for some people, it's God. For other people, it's spirit. For other people, it's higher power. For other people, it's consciousness and you know whatever word or concept makes people happy the bottom line is that there is another force amongst us that guides us and there is an energy in us and around us that influences us not just on the the the, the physical dimension and so you know, call that intuition, call that connection to a higher power, call that believing in God. You know, again, it all depends on the listener. Um, but we have strayed from some trust in guidance that's beyond human being. And, you know, yeah, is it good versus evil? Sure, but but it's the fact of the matter is that each one of us has good and evil and so we are we are having to integrate the the truth about consciousness is that there is light and dark in all of us there is good and evil in all of us and our job is not to separate out the good from the evil or the light from the dark but our job is to start integrating it into the whole just like light and dark is integrated into the day, we have to start integrating the existence of light and dark. The other night I was having dinner with with friends and, and one, one of the guys was saying that I just can't take all this darkness. I said, but there's more than just darkness. So I showed him a glass and I said, the water is in the midline of the glass. How do you see that glass? Three people around me said, it's half full. I said, Really? To me, it's both. It's half full and it's half empty. Mm. We we must start integrating the truth, which is we are all good and we are all evil and we need to bring light to all of it. But if we try to suppress the darkness and remove the darkness and get rid of the evil, we're ignoring half of our being. So... We are we are in a place of shifting consciousness, where what is happening on the outside is really a reflection of what's happening on the inside of us. That that we have the darkness inside of us, and it's time to bring light to it and integrate it into our beings. Um, Have we lost our way from a higher power, from our intuition? from our critical thinking, from our own inner authority, from our own connection to something higher, I believe we are being called to reintegrate and to reconnect. And in biblical times, if you look at the Old Testament, in the time of Noah, when God instructed the people to stop worshiping false gods and false idols, um, and they decided not to, they died. Mm -hmm. And so... This is about a consciousness. This is about being willing to recognize where we have gone astray from. You want to call it God? Great. Higher power, spirit, our own intuition, our own inner authority, our own uh, need to integrate w- our shadows with our light. And that, I think, is where we are in human consciousness, And I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I don't know how it's going to look. But um, there is a certain level of trust in the light and in the consciousness that is going to help us through it so that we can come to another understanding. Because we don't know what's going to happen. We really don't. And we're hoping that we can continue to bring light to the darkness, and you, again, through the heart, through the sharing of our experiences. And, you know, there are going to be people who are going to say, no, your experience isn't right because they say it's not right. Like I, I, I have a child in my practice who significantly declined after vaccines. So a neurotypical kid, no problems at all. And after a series of three vaccines, he developed seizures. Oh. And he declined even more, where he lost his balance, he lost his coordination, he lost his ability to walk without holding on. He couldn't, he, he, he would fall if he wasn't held up. And when I shared that with a doctor, with the Department of Health, who wanted to reject his medical exemption for further vaccines, the doctor said to me, well, we know that the vaccines had nothing to do with his neurological status. Now, this is a doctor who never read the chart, never spoke to the mother, never examined the kid, never looked at the vaccine ingredients and to see how they could damage the brain, never looked at any of it, but she knew. And this is what I mean About the experts knowing, even despite your experience, because they say, therefore it is. And we are, that system is dying, Michelle. Mm -hmm. That system is dying. The experience and the truth of the experience is what's going to help us get through this. And we can no longer deny our experiences because we have been. We've been turning away from them. We've been seeing the carnage and we've been saying, no, nothing's going on here. We've been walking past the dead horse on the lawn for decades and saying, I don't smell anything. (laughs) So we have been doing that. We've been doing that with government. We've been Mm -hmm. doing that with politicians. We've been doing that with the economy. We've been doing it with landlords. We've been doing it with doctors. We've been doing it with scientists. We've been doing it with the media. We've been doing it with the banks. Mm -hmm. We have been doing that. And now it's time to bring light to the dark. And the dark is helping us because they're showing all their cards. They're showing all the corruption. And so if we want to be part of the solution, we'll wake up to it, and we'll integrate it, and we'll accept it, and we'll look at our own darkness and say, is our own darkness part of why, is our own um, ignoring our own darkness part of why the darkness outside is being ignored? Because as it goes with outside, as it, as it goes inside, it goes outside. As it goes outside, it goes inside. As it is within, it is without um, and as it is without it is within, at least for those people who who believe in the world of consciousness and the world of spirituality, there is no outside we 're all this it, it, whatever's reflected outside is a reflection of what 's happening inside and vice versa and so we are being called I think we are being called to to put light on the dark, and again, if that 's if that's coming back to God, if that's coming back to your intuition, if that's coming back to a higher power, if that's coming back to spirit, if that's coming back to um, uh, yourself, your own inner authority, it doesn't matter what you call it. But we need to return. We need to, to mark that return because there are some facts, Michelle, and I'm happy to finish off with some facts that, that are going to be painful to understand. And uh, hopefully we are on the the dawn of of those facts becoming more uh, widespread and and more known so that we can heal this, this, this turning away from the truth, turning away from the dead horse on the front lawn and start to heal and integrate and accept and move on to something even bigger.
1: Yeah, let's, let's do that. Give some of the facts. But before you do that, I just kind of want to reiterate that if the reason why most people are not dealing with the truth, because they don't want to, you know, they have this, this false authority that they're believing in, and they're taking their word for it, and they bought into it, let's just call it what it is, they bought into that propaganda, that message. Okay. And if they're not willing to go ahead and question it, because then they have to deal with themselves, it's almost at the point where, as you're saying, we need to bring the light to the darkness. I don't want people to be scared of that. You need If you want to move on in life and you want to move on in <laughs> just, just get things back to normal, if you want to call it that way, Um, obviously we're going to be always a new normal if we can all be at this, uh, different level of enlightenment and being more conscious, but there are many, many ways, many, many techniques, many, many things that are just on the internet that are free that can get you through these stages of whatever you need to self-address in order to get past that point when you actually decide to be more self-reliant and be more conscious. And, uh, you know, start to to rely on your inner self. You don't have to go to a therapist if you can't afford it. So there's the excuse to actually acknowledge some of those issues to take down those barriers. What I want to just let people know is there's no more excuses. So if you're going to use that as an excuse that I, I I, I can't afford to go to do the therapy work, there's a lot of information and good resources that are free, that are online. If everybody's home there's no more excuses. So if you want to take that, if you, you know, if you want to go down this road, cause it's time. Like you mentioned in the time of Noah, guess what? If you, if you didn't listen, then you're going to die. Something is, you know, there's, and it's not saying that you're going, someone's going to kill you. You know, it, it, it's a bigger thing where it's even maybe your health will, will start to deteriorate because you've got all this stress that's inside you and it's going to end up causing other, other health related issues. So it, it's not meaning that someone's just going to come in off you there. because like you had mentioned, a lot of the times people aren't addressing the main issues to why they have an illness. So they might get sick because they're still holding all this stuff inside and that is not healthy for them. But now you can actually have a means to have a release. So no more excuses. The the barriers are, are, are all taken down. It's just a matter of people need to decide, am I going to do this? if that's why I'm still believing in these authorities and it's time to not do that, bring that light to the darkness. So I just wanted to make that kind of apparent before you ended up and you talk about some of the facts because you can't deny it any longer and, and, and keep living this way when the the world is shifting. and, And I just want people not to be left out when the good takes over the evil and uh, the light does take over that darkness when uh, that sh- when it starts to happen on a bigger scale. And uh, you don't want people to you know people to die or get sick either, you know, or, or or live a life where it's not as as abundant as it could be or as happy as it could be. Right. So that's that's my soapbox great. kind of
2: great. Statement. No great. So I'll let
1: you I'll let you great. finish up saying, then you got to go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know we certainly have had, you know, here we are in, in 2021 and, and um, we have had a quite a ride with this uh, COVID-19 illness and, you know, um, it, it has gotten into the heads of of the majority of the population that uh, will be saved by a vaccine. And somehow along the, the, the road for the last 70 years, um, we have become indoctrinated into the idea that a vaccine is our savior, that there is nothing else. Um, there's absolutely no reason to believe there's anything else. Um, and um, for those of us who've done the research and the scientific um, assessment of, of the research, that is easy for anybody to access um we have come across an understanding that that actually um that is not the only way of of healing and it, it, if it is a way of healing at all and so you know here we have an illness um where the recovery rate is over 99% um it's a little lower in the elderly and people above 75 the um, recovery rate is lower. It's like 94%. But for the majority of people, greater than 99% recovery rate is pretty, pretty, pretty high and and quite good. And somehow we think that the only way we'll recover is from a vaccine. And so what I'm noticing is thats that, is that and people are still afraid even though they're told that the recovery rate for this is over 99%. In addition, we have doctors around the world um, who have treated hundreds if not thousands of patients who present with the classic symptoms of the SARS-CoV-2 virus infection. And we have... multiple reports of prevention of people from being hospitalized, prevention of people dying, um, prevention of people getting severe illness, with protocols of medications and supplements that have healed people. And what we have around the world is a complete censorship of that information. And again, for those who worship the gods of vaccines and the authorities, they're going to say, oh, but those drugs and supplements don't work. Like, okay, where's your authority on that? Mm -hmm. Well, but they say they're not going to work, so therefore they don't work. Uh, Okay, well, where's their authority on that? And so. We have real-time experience of hundreds if not thousands of doctors taking care of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of patients who've recovered, who didn't die, who didn't get hospitalized, who were treated with medications and supplements. But that is being ignored and it's being censored. And so I'm curious as to why people are not curious why that information is being censored. Exactly. It, it it should bring out uh huh? What, mm-hmm. why, why would they censor that information? But then when you go even further, you realize that as long as the governments of the world are declaring a state of emergency, then they can implement something called the emergency use authorization, whereby a non-fully tested, non-fully licensed, non-fully approved um, intervention like a vaccine can be given when no other treatment has been shown to be effective. Mm -hmm. And so it's the powers that be are making sure that no other treatment has been shown to be effective so that they can utilize the vaccine. And that should make one question also. Like, why would they do that? Why would they want the emergency use authorization to be implemented for a vaccine when it says that if there's other treatments available, you won't need uh, an emergency use authorization for a non-licensed, non you know, approved vaccine. And so, again, no curiosity. And instead, people are just running to, oh, I want to get the vaccine. I'm going to do my, I'm going to do my duty for the world. When, if you look at the science of vaccines, you notice that, you know, the research usually takes seven years, 10 years, 15 years to fully evaluate a vaccine. And people are ignoring that and just saying this is going to help us. And the the, the uh, vaccine has been um, not it hasn't been tested on animals appropriately. And then here we are in January of 2021, and all of a sudden Pfizer came out with a report that said they did do animal studies. Like, wait a second, don't you usually (laughs) put out a report about animal studies before you go to human trials?
1: (laughs) They're like, oh, he forgot. It It was in the drawer. You're like, wait, what? So
2: so all of a sudden, you know, people are are sending me this report when there really is no, there are no data. Like, they're just sending me a report. And and why is this coming out nine, ten months after human trials were started? Like, wouldn't you usually put the trials out first? The other thing is that people believe that this is a vaccine because they say so. When this is not a vaccine, the technology that's being used for this injection has never been used in the history of vaccines before. So how do we know that it's going to behave like a vaccine? Because what is a vaccine supposed to do, Michelle? It's supposed to prevent the illness. It's supposed to prevent death. And it's supposed to prevent transmission of the germ. Well, even the researchers doing the studies have said, we don't know if it prevents death we don't know if it presents prevents the illness and we don't know if it's gonna stop transmission. Right, but so yet, what is it. So, well, so that, what what are you
1: giving me then, right? Correct. That's the question we should say.
2: Right, so but it? people are not asking that. And that's the question I ask. If it's using a technology that's never been used before with vaccines and we've not yet been able to ascertain whether it's going to prevent death, whether it's going to prevent the illness, or whether it's going to stop transmission, then what is it? And so when you delve further into it, you realize that it has the potential to um, to influence th- gene therapy on your body. Mm-hmm. And this is where you get the wooden nickel in the slot machine again. Because it's, well, why would they do that? They wouldn't do that. That's not possible. And so, but I'm going to do my good for the world and I'm going to get the vaccine. So this is the worship that we've been talking about over the last hour, where there's a devoteeism. There's an undying, non-questioning devoteeism. If they're giving us a vaccine, I accept that it's a vaccine. If they're giving us a vaccine, I accept that they've done the proper studies, even though there's no real good safety data. And even though the safety data that they have done, that we've been able to get our hands on, has shown massive, massive damage and potential death. Even though all of those things we're still going to accept that this is a vaccine that's going to save us and I'm going to do my part. And now that millions of people have gotten vaccinated and there are tens of thousands of serious adverse events reported, which is not making it into the mainstream, people are still wanting the vaccine, even though it's not been proven to be a vaccine. There are chemicals in there, technology in there, that have never been studied on humans before. This technology that's being used has failed miserably in prior attempts as a vaccine when they tried to do RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, and prior coronavirus vaccines using This mRNA or messenger RNA technology, it proved disastrous to the animals that were studied, which is why they skipped the animal studies this time because they knew that it caused disastrous results in those animals, many of whom who died. And so the potential for autoimmunity in these injections is immense The potential for death is immense. The potential for anaphylactic reactions is immense. And all for an illness that has greater than a 99% recovery rate if physicians are allowed to treat them with the appropriate drugs and supplements. And so anybody hearing this, if they can add 2 plus 2 and get 4, should raise an eyebrow and say, what's really going on? Mm-hmm. Why are they putting this injection into us? And why are they locking us down over something that has a 90, greater than a 99% recovery rate? And again, the, the lack of questioning is immense. But on the other side, there are a number of people who are waking up. People who never thought to consider questioning injections or vaccines before who are now saying something smells fishy. And so that's why I said before, and you said, you know, we're bringing light to the darkness because the darkness is helping us bring light to it because it's showing us the grave inconsistencies and the corruption that, that is involved in all of this.
1: You know, what I think what happened is they got so arrogant and they got so ahead of themselves, all the different entities, because we have been believing them, buying their products, listening to what they have to say, believing their excuses and just going along with the flow. For so long, they said, these people are so stupid. We can get away with anything. That's correct. And they really are stupid because they keep voting us in. Let's just say that, you know, they got in with real votes, right? So they keep voting us in and look what we do to them. Um, Well, we keep selling them stuff. We keep, you know, telling them all these different things. We censor them and they're still on our platform and we're still making billions of dollars. So, you know what? We can get away with anything. And I think they got ahead of themselves. They they finally pushed it too much where there's no return now because the masks are off. And it's just a matter of how many people are going to finally start to realize it. And as you said, more of them are. But they 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 pushed the American people, well, the world, not just America. they pushed it too they they pushed it too far, and probably you know it's like anything else when you when you you too big for your britches, uh and that's when you fall you know when when somebody's or they're too into themselves or that ego takes over and they edge out God is usually when they have their fall from grace, and all of a sudden that famous person's not so famous anymore, right. No, I think it's interesting.
2: Yeah. What happened, it, it, I think. yeah, it's interesting because um, sometimes the light doesn't have to do anything but just let the dark shoot itself in the foot because the darkness exactly. almost always shoots itself in the foot because of its arrogance it's because it doesn't believe. Yeah, it doesn't believe that it's going to get caught and it doesn't believe that people are going to be smart enough to know what they're doing and you know. I think that um, you know certainly that doesn't that doesn't mean we should just sit back and watch, um, but it does mean that that the darkness is helping. Uh, it, it, they're helping us do what we need to do because their 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 arrogance is is showing so greatly that they don't think that people are going to get it. And for the for for some parts they're correct, but for other parts they do end up shooting themselves in the foot. And uh, we'll see how that all all uh, works itself out.
1: Yeah, it's like they their agendas and intentions are so evil, and it's so not good for people, and they're so self-serving that it's almost like it's it's leaking out their pores. That it's become so apparent, and mm-hmm. they, you, they can't stop themselves. You're going, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, normally, you're like you're saying they shoot themselves in the foot. You give enough rope, somebody'll hang themselves. You know the other phrase, but it's now at the point where, and they keep doing it, even though you're going, oh, uh, you you know what you just said, and they just keep going and going, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. They, they they can't help themselves to keep making it worse, which right. is only better in the big picture.
2: Right. But I do I do, um, do want to say that that um, you know this is not a doomsday situation. No. Uh, no. I and I do believe that. um, If we continue to do our parts and stay in the light and trust and trust that we're protected and that we're guided and that that our curiosity needs to continue and our questioning needs to continue and our blind trust in the authority needs to shift and that, um, you know, we need to continue to bring light to the dark and we will continue to persevere.
1: And all of this from a pediatrician.
2: Who knew, right? Well, thankfully, (laughs) thankfully, we're not just what we do in the world. (laughs) Say that again. I said, thankfully, we're not just what we do in the world.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, this is not where I thought this conversation was going to go, but it needed to happen. And uh, absolutely amazing. I, I, I'm beyond impressed is not even the word to describe. Um, I can only imagine what an amazing, what an awesome pediatrician you are. <laughs> hmm. If this is your this is your ideology and this is how you feel and you and this is what your passion is all about. Um, God, you make me want to think, should I should I go adopt a kid so I can have you be a Because yeah. so I don't have one and I think it's a little late to make one, but yeah, should I go should no, I go buy that's,
2: one? <laughs> God, that's very sweet. <laughs> That's very sweet, um, I love what I do. I love the children. Um, I do take a very, very broad holistic perspective in my office. I address the spirit of the child, the emotions, the psyche, the mental state, the psychological the the physical um, body, mind, and spirit it's it's all in the office, and I get to I get to play I get to um, try to figure out what's going on in the child's life that that could optimize his or her health. I get to work with parents who are willing to be conscious, who are willing to grow and are willing to maximize the potential for their children's growth. And that's inspiring. Um and um it's a lot of fun. It's really a lot of fun because um I work with a lot of great, great families who who get it and who mm-hmm. wanna get it and who wanna grow. And that's where I think we're headed in our civilization. Is, you know, people want to grow. They want to challenge. They want to um, to learn, and they want to make uh, higher choices in their lives.
1: So, are you accepting new patients? I mean, I have a feeling that once people listen to this, and if they're in your area, they're going to want to take their children to you. So, is that an option?
2: Um, I I have uh, no. I, my my practice is. Is mostly closed I, I do I do um, welcome new patients here and there um, it's on a situational basis depending on you know the schedule and depending on um, um, how many openings I have <clears throat> but um, if people want to go to northport wellness com um, you can read um, all the stuff on my website my interviews my podcasts my um, Um, newsletters. It's all in there. Um, Some people could use drpalevsky.com, D-R-P-A-L-E-V-S-K-Y.com. I also have an Instagram page at drpalevsky.com and uh, where more of my interviews can be found. And um, yeah, I mean, my hope, my dream is to continue to do broader teaching and broader um, offerings of, of information to the population so that they can go off and live their lives to their maximum. Um, My my goal is to inspire people to their greatest good and to their highest good so that they don't have to rely on physicians or people like me, Um, but they can use me as a check in, you know, similar to the way you, you know, a toddler grows up when a toddler starts to be when an infant becomes a toddler. The toddler will go away from the parent, turn around, check in, and then keep going. And that's the kind of physician I think we all need to be, is have the resource to check in, but then go off and explore our own worlds and and live our own worlds in our greatest and in our highest good.
1: Yeah, your your mission is to give them the tools and the constant check-in uh, so that they have the ability to go Yeah and do this on their own, but Correct. then rely on you when they need to. It's like, you're letting Correct. the birds go fly from Correct. the nest. Every once in a while, they like kind of need a tune up. you're like, come on back over here. And Correct. it's bigger than just being a pediatrician. Mm. Um, it's so, <laughs> and so you're, it, it is, I mean, you're, I, I I'm, I'm good at picking this stuff up. I mean, obviously that's probably <laughs> where you're headed, but your message and your delivery, um, And just the passion in your voice is is unbelievable. Um, So you need to be out there more. And I know it's probably difficult because you do have a thriving practice and you're very Mm -hmm. busy, but more people need this because this is, this is the message that I think can change things and you can change, things can change quickly. People have the ability to do that immediately. I mean, they can listen to this interview and all of a sudden Turn the light switch on and go. Oh, I get it now. And let me tell my friends because that's what needs to happen. So all of the contact information for you is going to obviously be in in our blog. So the that and the, all the links will be there so that way people can find you. But are are you doing any um, live um, events? that on a regular basis so people can tune in to you more often or we're not there yet or any anything like that do you want to promote because I know that once people hear you they're gonna to want to hear you more often.
2: Oh thank you that's very sweet. Um I do I do a webinar every Thursday night at seven PM Eastern Standard Time with Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. It's called Critically Thinking with Dr. T and Dr. P. Um, oh. There is There are archived uh, shows on my website and also on disseminate.tv forward slash at critically thinking. And, um, and there's more. I mean, I've been doing, uh, if you look at my newsletters and my my media site on my website, you'll see that there are interviews that I keep doing that, that pretty much once a week, once every other week, they keep coming out and um, I post them in, in my Instagram page. I post them in Telegram. Um, I post them. I don't even know if I post them on Facebook anymore because I pretty yeah, much don't even look it. at Facebook much. Um, it, They're it's not censor a safe... They,
1: they censor all of us. I'm being censored. Yeah.
2: pretty
1: yeah. hardcore. pretty so.
2: yeah. hardcore. I, I don't want to be a member of a club that doesn't want me. Um, and I'll just go elsewhere. So... Yeah, there I'm 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 often doing something to to speak out and share information that will hopefully inspire people to think critically.
1: Well we're gonna promote you heavily on our purpose driven patriotic resource platform and I'm gonna have all that information. I'm gonna put the webinar uh, a link to the webinar and if I can embed it I will. Um on the homepage so that people can access it. And I'll, I'll make sure it's very easy and in multiple locations on our site because like I said, this message I think is what people need to hear to make the change to, to, to take that next step. Because for me, it was that missing puzzle piece. And I think also for the people that want to have a conversation with their family and friends, they'll, this will help them reposition how they approach it because if Mm -hmm. they're going at it, just fact driven, like you said, that's not the way to approach this because there's too much almost indoctrination and trust in that false authority that um, those people aren't listening. Wow.
2: Yeah. Well said. That was a good summary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Larry, Dr. Larry Pilevsky. Pilevsky. Yeah. Who? uh, Wow. I didn't, I, uh, that's all I can say. Um, powerful stuff. You're you're an amazing man. You're married though, Thanks.
2: right? Um, sorry.
1: I so said you're you're married happily with with wife I'm and kids. I'm a kid. single
2: man. Ah, happily. See, I'm a was... happily single
1: man. <laughs> I only throw that out there when I I but my guests I kind of you know, I kind of put them on the spot just because I I get a lot of comments from listeners and they ask me those questions. Uh so I told my. Audience members, that I would, you I would get to. it out in. A, I would always get it out in a conversation. I'm not. I'm, don't worry, I'm not going to encourage people to stalk you. They <laughs> <laughs> never know. You know, No, they always,
2: no I. You never know. Love I, online,
1: it happens. Remember back in the days of AOL, it was love online.
2: They are the right, they right, us. right. Uh, no, I am. <laughs> I am. um I'm a very fortunate man who 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 is really beginning his life uh, in later in life rather than early. So um, I'm I'm good.
1: <laughs> All right. I just okay. wanted the audience to know, because so, I know that when they go to the website, they're, you might have a fan club started. So I'll just
2: leave it at that. That's very generous. Thank you. That's <laughs> very
1: sweet. You're a good-looking man. So you, okay. you, gotta, you might have a fan club starting soon. Wow. All right. Well, uh, like I said, amazing information message, and uh, thank you so much for your time today.
2: Oh, thank you, Michelle. It It was great doing this.
0: You've been listening to Everything Homes special segment, Stories Needing Sharing, with Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, life And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained, and we hope that you picked up some real-life, tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home